The Bible Study Podcast, episode 785. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Zechariah with chapter 7. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We get another of these short chapters here in the book of Zechariah, Justice and Mercy, Not Fasting. In the fourth year of King Darius, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah on the fourth day of the ninth month, the month of Kislev. The people of Bethel had sent Sherezer and Regem Malek together with their men to entreat the Lord by asking the priests of the house of the Lord and the prophets, should I mourn and fast in the fifth month as I have done for so many years? Then the word of the Lord Almighty came to me, ask all the people of the land and the priests, When you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh month for the past 70 years, was it really for me you fasted? And when you were eating and drinking, were you not just feasting for yourselves? Are these not the words the Lord proclaimed through the earlier prophets when Jerusalem and its surrounding towns were at rest and prosperous, and the Negev and the western foothills were settled? And the word of the Lord came again to Zechariah. This is what the Lord Almighty says, Administer true justice, show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppose the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor. Do not plot evil against each other. But they refused to pay attention. Stubbornly they turned their backs and covered their ears. They made their hearts as fast as flint and would not listen to the law or to the words that the Lord Almighty had sent by his spirit through the earlier prophets. So the Lord Almighty was very angry. When I called, they did not listen. So when they called, I would not listen, says the Lord God Almighty. I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations where they were strangers. The land they left behind them was so desolate that one traveled through it. This is how they made the pleasant land desolate. Okay, so we get this prophecy that comes to Zechariah, and it comes on a particular account. Some people of Bethel come to the men of God. They come to entreat the Lord, and they come to with a very good question. And basically, that they've been saying, we've been fasting in the fifth month for so many years, for 70 years, we learned from the prophet. And 70 years was the time of the exile. And so throughout this time of the exile, The people say, we have been fasting and praying that God will relent, that he will bring the people back and reestablish the nation. And we've been doing this through a fast, which seems like a very appropriate thing to do. It seems like you've been unfaithful to God. And one way to show your faith is this time of fasting. And so, so far, it seems like this is a great question. They come back and say, but, but should we still do that? Now that God has acted, now that we are rebuilding the temple, now that the people have come back from the Babylonian captivity, is this something we should continue to do? But the word the Lord comes from them and, and reminds them of how they got in this mess in the first place. And says, even now, maybe we've got some questions with what you're doing and saying, when you fasted, and it says you fasted in the fifth and the seventh month for 70 years, these 70 years, while well, the The temple had been destroyed. And while the people, so many of the people had been carried off. And he says, was it for me you fasted? And it seems like a tough question here because I think their natural response would be, well, of course, that's why we were fasting. But God is saying, remember how you got in this trouble in the first place was 
all of those prophets that I sent, all those prophets we read about in the minor prophets plus the major prophets who had come before the time of the Babylonian captivity saying, remember, repent or something will happen. All of those prophets had come and they hadn't listened. And so God is saying, remember instead what they kept telling you. And they kept telling you, for instance, it's not just what you say, and it's not just the acts that you perform when you're being religious. Let's put it that way. So in our case, it would be it's it's not just whether you go to church or not, and it's not what you say or do in church. It's what you do the other part of your life. It's how you live your life in general. And so the prophets were saying, you know, if you want to show that you're the people of God, and that might be the same for us too. If you want to show that you're a Christian, if you want to show that you're the people of God, this is what the Lord says, a minister of true justice, show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless or the foreigner or the poor. Do not do, do not plot evil against each other. And that should sound very, very familiar because we've been getting those words from the prophets ever since we started this study of the minor prophets, right? The prophets kept telling the people, it's not just what you say, it's what you do. And it's not just what you do when you're being religious. It's what you do. It's how you live your life. It's not for us just what we do on Sunday morning. It's what we do on Sunday afternoon and Monday morning and Tuesday morning and all of those days. How do we live? And God says, here are some things that we have said over and over again that make a difference. One is, it's how you treat each other, right? How do you treat each other? First of all, true justice. Those people who break the law are punished by the law. Those people who do not break the law are found innocent under the law. And then even within that, that there is mercy and compassion, that we have mercy and compassion on people who do the wrong thing, right? You get mercy when you don't deserve it, just as God has had mercy and compassion on us when we have done the wrong thing, right? We're supposed to treat others the way that God has treated us with grace and mercy, and do not oppose the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor. And again, who are the widow, the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor? And they're the people without power. How do we deal with those people who we have more power than they have? Do we treat them differently than we treat the people who have power? Because we show what our hearts are like by how we treat the people we don't have to be nice to. Right, you, You're nice to your boss because your boss can fire you. But how do you treat the receptionist? Right, You're nice to the person who has power over you, but how do you treat the other people? I remember when I was in my first job, I was at HP, and I was, I think, a manager already. So it was sometime about probably I've been there about four years I became a manager. No, actually, I wasn't even a manager yet. Sorry. I was, it was probably in the first four years. And we had somebody who did an interview, and he did fine when he interviewed with me. But what I learned was that when he was with the HR person who he thought had no bearing on this situation, was not someone who had a say in whether he would be hired or not, he treated her like a servant. He treated her poorly. And honestly, these days, I would walk the person to the door. Because I don't want someone who treats people like that, you know, when he thinks it doesn't matter in the company. I wouldn't want to hire them. And God is saying the same thing to us. It's like, how do you treat those people who are 
the cashier at the fast food place, who are the waitress at the cafe, who are the poor person who is wanting your money on the street, who is without power, the widow, the fatherless, the foreigner, or the poor. How do you treat them? Do you treat them as if they had no value because they have value to God? And then do not plot evil against each other. That seems like something that shouldn't have to be said, right? Isn't this something that we should know as the people of God, both in our day and back in the day of Zechariah? And yet God feels necessary through this prophet Zechariah to tell them that part of the problem and part of what got you into trouble and part of what got the people off into exile and the temple destroyed and all of that prosperity that you had that it went away was you plotted evil against each other. You looked to do harm to people or you at least looked to to take from them or to deal with them in some fashion that was unjust or unrighteous. You didn't look at the people around you and see the people of God whom God loves. You treated them the way that you would never treat someone that you knew was loved by God. And he says, you didn't pay attention when the prophet told you all these things. When the prophets came, your ancestors turned their backs, they covered their ears, and they made their hearts as hard as flint and did not listen and would not listen to the law or the words that the Lord sent through the earlier prophets. So God was very angry. So it's interesting. They ask the question of what should we do? What's the right thing to do? Should we keep mourning? And they get basically reminded of how they got in that situation. They don't actually get an answer to the question. I don't know whether the answer is yes or the answer is no, but the answer is remember how you got there. Remember what your forefathers, what your ancestors did. When I called, they didn't listen. So when they called, I would not listen, says the Lord. I scattered them with a whirlwind among the nations where they were strangers. This is how they made the pleasant land desolate. That seems like a harsh warning, and it doesn't seem like the answer you'd expect when you're just asking, you know, should we continue to fast or basically should we break fast because God has done what we've been praying for. But God says we still need to learn the lesson that this captivity had in mind. And so we also need to keep in mind what is on the heart of God. And that's really what they're being told is what's on the heart of God are the people of God and the people around you and treat them as if they were on the heart of God. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.